An elegant weapon for a more civilized age. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 401. My name is Jay, Jay Clark, and thanks for tuning in. That sounded weird, didn't it? That's like the absolute antithesis of the opposite of every intro I've given for the past 10 years, don't you think? Uh, I like it. <laughs> you I like it? it? <laughs> I, yes. I, I'm sorry to say this. I've always hated your intro. <laughs> you know, that's okay. <laughs> because it's, it's, there was a comedian in the 70s. Um, and I can't remember his real name, but he used to do this. Ray J. Johnson. You could call me Ray, or you could call me Jay, or you could call me Ray J, or you could call me RJ, or you could call me Mr. Johnson. And he did this like that. He could stretch that bit out to like three fucking minutes if he wanted to. Oh, and I've whenever, done that. Yeah. Whenever you did your intro, I always thought I always thought of Ray J. Johnson. Uh, eh. <laughs> Ray J. Johnson. <laughs> I lived. I lived through that in the seventies. I don't. This is. This is. That was. That was like some of the earliest comedy I ever saw, and I, 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 I'd see that guy on talk shows and stuff all the time. And I'd think, what a hack! <laughs> <laughs> a a six-year-old shouldn't be calling you a hack. <laughs> Probably not. Well, we're trying things a little bit different around here these days. Uh, I'm looking at the first uh, 400 episodes as kind of uh, maybe a first chapter or a very long extended season one kind of thing, I guess. Yeah. Um, since we're trying to come in a little more, I don't know what's the word, relaxed about things, I guess. Um, yeah. But I'll tell you that intro, man, I've been saying that long enough. I bet you it comes out in my sleep like I can do it without thinking like it rolls off the tongue so beautifully that saying what I just said as an intro was really fucking weird. But we're trying to get outside of our comfort zone, kids. That's what we're trying to do. And, uh, you know, uh, speaking of comfort zones uh, last week. I released episode 400 of An Elegant Weapon, and assuredly, it was not what any of you were most likely expecting from a 400th episode of this show. You were probably expecting a loud and excited Jedi Ross shouting and screaming about everything that's, <laughs> that's gone on and, and will we'll continue to go, um, but that all went away. So uh, my ideas for episode 400 had been running through my head for a very long time. And there were so many cool things that I had suggested to me to do that I had thought of to do. I had one main guest that I was really trying to get that didn't fold out. Really still hope to talk to that guy one day. Um, but anyways, uh, and then it had been months, months rolled by. And uh, for to catch the reason behind that of why I wasn't podcasting for months, you'll have to go back to that last episode and listen. Um, so yeah, basically, uh, you know, a whole bunch of crafts been going on. If you listen to that episode, it's all laid out there and I hadn't been feeling podcasting for a while. And then I started to again. So, but I didn't want to do it the way it, it had been done. I didn't want to do what I was doing anymore. And uh, for the reasons that I was doing it, or at least the reasons that became apparent of what the show was existing for, uh, I wasn't really vibing on. So uh, we're going to switch gears a little. But in regards to that last episode, 
um, a lot of you reached out to me uh, with messages of love and support and um, and relating. Uh, I'm amazed at how many people related to that last episode. I really guess I shouldn't be, but I mean, you go into something like, uh, you know, kind of a, a personal monologue type thing. Uh, you know, you're not sure. You're not sure. I wasn't even going to post the episode like I, I wasn't sure I was just kind of like hey, I'm just gonna record me talking and see how it turns out I was just trying to pull a little happy hairy heart on it myself pump up the volume a little and just see how it felt you know because uh you know I've been known to ramble once in a while and it feels good when I do occasionally it can be very therapeutic so but I was nervous to post that last episode there's a lot of discussion in there about my own personal mental health and my own personal experiences through the pandemic um so in anticipation of releasing it I was very nervous and I actually sent it to you Anthony yeah you're gonna introduce me or what um well I'm kind of in a long about roundabout <laughs> way getting to that okay so as you hear uh, sitting in with us as he has on countless occasions before um most times that he's here he is comic book writer slash podcaster extraordinaire anthony kingdom james aka anthony retgazer uh everybody's favorite uncle anthony um tonight uh we're gonna get into having that anthony as a guest but right now uh i'm kind of having a conversation with my friend anthony who i have known for 20 years um you know we were introduced by mutual friends in my tree industry many years ago shout outs to paul and scott Ineson, r.i.p scotty um yeah, so I, I met you, Anthony, through these guys. So we were just kind of, you know, acquaintances. We just ran into each other once in a while for, for years through these mutual friends. Um, and then it became apparent that we both had a love for, you know, the comic book genre. And we both went to shows. Um, you, shortly after that, uh, had decided to go, go full bore. As far as us going to shows and stuff together, you decided to go full bore and uh, went right in on being a comic book writer and you started doing the shows. And for many years now, um, because of what uh, because of the drama or I guess non-drama that people have been hearing about for years, I have never actually received press from Fan Expo Canada. Um, so Anthony has for years now uh, had my back and supplied me with his guest badge. And that is what initially enabled me to be able to get in there and have the access and the capability to do an elegant weapon from the trenches in the way that I was doing it. And uh, I will always be forever grateful for your support, Anthony. Um, But I trust Anthony because Anthony is uh, most of the time a smart, righteous fella. Um, (laughs) Sometimes a complete bitter asshole. Sometimes he can just be a little grumpy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and when I say bitter asshole, I mean uh, both metaphorically and and in reality. <laughs> IRL, yo. But I'll take a shower for him. <laughs> so, back the, so back to the podcast. <laughs> I recorded this episode and I was like, okay, did like, am I crazy? Was this just rambling nonsense? Was this even coherent? Like, would anybody even get through 10 seconds of this? So I actually sent it to Anthony. Um, I sent it to two people. It's a preview. 
Um, I said it's too, too close. I, I did. I just wanted to be sure. I wanted two opinions. I sent it to you and I sent it to Jay Fosgate. No, oh, okay. And uh, I was like, yo, uh, I trust you guys. And I wanted to know <laughs> if uh, I sounded like a rambling madman or not. Um, basically, and I was like, is this cool? Is this kosher? Am I nuts for considering to post this? And your response was immediately post it. It's real. It's how you feel. Yeah. As soon and, as I was finished listening to it, I, I, I texted you and I said, post it. And I appreciate that. Um, you know, you give it that. that same thing. He said, uh, uh, he said it was really good. I think you should post it too. It's, uh, you know, it's you're voicing your truth, right? And uh, yeah. that's what I'm kind of trying to do these days. Not that I'm usually an individual who's completely full of shit or anything, but I can be full of shit um, in bad situations at times, as anyone can. And, yeah. uh, you know, I'm... but I, I don't think I don't think this was a matter of whether you were full of shit. I think this was more a matter of you wondering, am I am I exposing too much of myself? Yeah. And and. Considering actually, something. you know what? No, um, sorry to yeah. cut you off there, no. but that's okay. the thing is, um, I had no qualms about sharing the feelings. It literally, it wasn't about the feelings. Am I being too vulnerable or exposing too much? It was literally about, does this make sense? Oh, like, okay. is, is this coherent? Is yeah. this, is this just me whining? Is this just me lamenting? Like, I just, I wasn't sure of what the impression to other people would be, you know, and that was more my concern with sharing. I've always been pretty open. That's the thing. I mean, I, everybody has their problems communicating in certain ways, you know, things, everybody develops their own communication issues through past traumas or past whatever, every single human being, there is one type of communication in some way that they have difficulty with. And, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, I can have, you know, same kind of difficulties. But as far as being a private person, that's never really been my forte. Um, <laughs> if anybody follows me on social media, they'll know that, that, uh, you know, I spend 95% of the time just showing the fun that I'm having rather than promoting the show that I should probably be promoting. <laughs> so anyways, thank you, Anthony, for, uh, for, you know, helping me have that clarity and uh you know willingness to post it so in uh so regardless i posted it and got a whole bunch of messages from people um and every single one of those messages pretty much contained the words relate or relatable mm -hmm. and i knew that people were going through tough times and i knew everybody's having their issues right now um, but I didn't kind of ever really think about how my situation might be relatable to anybody. Um, but people found something in my monologuing, I guess, um, that they did, in fact, relate to because I didn't get like super personal. I wasn't given like super big details about, you know, what's been going on. But, uh, you know, enough to, to know what's happening. And uh, yeah, so basically, I want to thank everybody. Um, who reached out to let me know that that meant something to them. Uh, and then they got something out of it. Um, it was hugely therapeutic for me. Um, I got tons out of it. In fact, me doing that episode last week, Anthony, <coughs> led to this entire week um, kind of uh, being a week of confrontation. And I mean, I don't mean that in like a confrontational, like violent way. I mean that led to giving me the chutzpah to confront a few other things that I had to deal with. 
Okay. And uh, in turn, that kind of started snowballing. And I've actually, I had a very productive week. Um, I'm feeling so much better than I was even a week ago. I, you know, it comes, it comes and goes these days. One hour you're feeling great. Another hour you may not be, but this actually really helped me in a lot of ways to where I was like, okay, you know what? It kind of got a ball rolling. And I dealt with a few issues this week that I really, you know, had been putting off dealing with and, uh, you know, putting off because of other fears and stupid reasons. And I kind of dealt with those too. So thank you everybody for reaching out you and doing that the whole, the whole, you know, experience of last week. Uh, it really helped me. I hope it helped you. Um, you know, and as I stated, this show isn't going to turn into my own personal mental health diary or a journal or anything, but, uh, I'm going to address things that do come up and, uh, that came up and it came up strong and I wasn't expecting it. And I thank you for it. And I hope you're all doing okay. Hope you're all holding on. And I hope if that episode gave you anything, it shows that you are not alone. Um, none of us really are as alone as we feel. And uh, yeah, so I just wanted to address that. I wanted to touch on that from last week and say thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I'm here for you. Going to try to continue to be here for you. And we're going to have some fun. So that's why Uncle Anthony's here. So we can have some fun and talk some good old shit. Um, I had an amazing time last week. You and I talked some Hawkeye on your show. Um, And that was super fun. And uh, you used to... Hold on. uh, Wait a minute. I I ain't waiting for nothing. I'm letting this dude. Well, uh, that was the... Was that the Friday episode? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I I can now tell you with confidence that uh, the episode you were on was number 478. Wow. Yes. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 You kind of did I, the same thing. Like your show went in waves over the years, right? Like there were oh, times yeah. you were far like, I mean, more I did, I did, Like 2008, 2009, I was very steady uh, for like about 75 weeks. And then um, I, I, like stopped for a couple of years and came back for about a dozen or so episodes and stopped and came back for another dozen or so episodes. And then it was just the beginning of last year that I said, uh, to hell with this. I'm, I'm going to do a show every day. Cause I had fucking nuts in, in one of, in the previous version of my, uh, 101 things and a hundred and a thousand and one days list, my, um, uh, bucket list i had said do uh like do an episode a week right and i just said screw it i'm gonna do an episode a day and for 2020 i did 264 episodes holy shit every weekday i did an episode and then this year i cut it down to three a week but in the middle of the year i was starting to feel burnt out and i started taking uh, a bunch of Mondays and Thursdays off and just doing the Friday show for my Patreon. I always, I always made like, I, there's a couple of times where I posted it like Saturday or Sunday night, but um, by Sunday midnight, there's always been my Patreon exclusive episode each week. It's amazing. So, I did it for 30 days once. 
And that yeah. was crazy. I don't know how you managed to pull it off every day, but you know what? You know how I, I do kind of, I'm starting to understand it now. Yeah. Um, this whole thing of, uh, you know, being on my own for the first time in decades mm. and getting to using to live this life. Um, oh yeah. You live alone now. Yeah. And I've looked to you. Except for, as, except for the munchkin. Example. You have the munchkin, uh, like every, yeah, every other day. What and you guys do do you, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah, I talked over you. What? He's pure every other day and every other weekend. He's pure 50 50. Except, oh, okay. actually, you should probably call it more like 65 35, maybe, or something, just because uh, even when I have him on the nights I have him at night or in the morning, I got to get him home so he can go to school because he goes to yeah. school from her house. So mm. she gets every morning, she's got to send him off to school. But yeah, uh, um, you're right. Yeah. Um, but as far as more of just the, uh, not the actual physical situation of being alone, but the whole mental, because I mean, I've always respected the fact that you've always been somebody who's been, you know, kind of at one with themselves and happy with oh, themselves. Oh, oh, oh. Well, listen, I, 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 I know you're not, you, motherfucker. I know you're not perfect <laughs> in everything, but I mean, oh, still. Oh, fucking mess. <laughs> maybe i've had the wrong impression but you know you did build no, a city I mean, in your home and uh you know. yeah well i that's because i'm afraid of most of the humans i don't uh <laughs> i don't you know, are you telling me this doesn't get better man oh <laughs> uh, well find better um <laughs> i mean i don't know i just Look, remember, you're talking to a guy who's been engaged twice and never married, right? I'm I'm 50 and I have no kids. There's there was a point in my mid 30s where, you know, I I was with somebody who was really quite terrific, but you know, and we were talking about we were talking about buying a house. And we were talking about kids because she was actually five years older than me. And she, uh, the ticking in her ears was getting very loud and she wanted to have a kid. She'd have had a kid right then and there. Right. And all I could think was, you know, as I, as I stumble into the apartment at 10 AM on a Sunday morning, um, not hungover, more still drunk because I've been playing fucking poker in a Chinese, in the back of a Chinese restaurant <laughs> with a bunch of triad gang members. And she's like, oh, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for a jog and then I might go to, and then church or whatever she was doing. And I'm thinking, yeah, oh yeah. This needs to be somebody's father right away. (laughs) (laughs) And, and uh, in the end, oh, you know, we broke up. I, I, I broke up with her. Um, I know strange. Uh, I broke up because um, we just, we weren't hitting headed in the same direction. Right. And she deserved a chance to, uh to have what she wants right to have what she wanted so um you know i said look i this we're done i was i was really i've looked back at it at times and thought oh man so stupid because she was so great right and supportive and everything 
and quite lovely, but I thought I was wasting her time. And here I sit at 50, getting ready to go back to fucking college <laughs> in five weeks, dude. In five <laughs> weeks, I will start college. Oh, my goodness. And what are you uh, taking? Uh, digital media marketing. Right, right. That's awesome. So, you know, so I'm 50. I'm trying to get my ass together with comic writing comic books. I'm going back to school. Uh, I've just spent the last 20 years as a strip club DJ. You know, it, it was. Yeah, you are a mess. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. And that's I mean, those are just that's just the rapper. You know, that's just the rapper. On well, the you're game. very good at maintaining your rapper. You keep your rapper clean and it comes off as a very, uh, yeah, you I mean, come off so confident and together that I guess just coming off that way is, you know, it's been, uh, well, it's motivating. It's, uh, it's, you know, it's inspiring. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to do stuff, but a, a more driven person would have accomplished a lot more in the last 10 years than I have. There are times where I uh, sit down to write something and, uh, and it's just, I, uh, I can't make my brain do this. And but you have though. It's, a, it's a sin. It's a sin that I write a lot of stuff on my iPad because it's just so easy for me to flip to another app <laughs> A couple of nights ago, I I sat down to do some uh, to do some work, and uh, I couldn't make decisions. And uh, suddenly, I found myself uh, watching Rio Bravo for like the hundredth time. Oh. <laughs> you know? right, right, right. <laughs> but you have, you know, you you. I do at least remember the times that you were like, "Screw it, I'm going to make." fucking comic books yeah you did though you did and I, and I and i do i mean like just it's not even it's not even three four months ago maybe three months ago that i said uh i find like i had been here's the thing three four months ago i said fuck this i'm going to do i'm going to do the first issue of this comic i've got this script it doesn't need much doctoring i'm gonna I'm going to find an artist. I'm going to get it, get that done. What you don't see is the year beforehand, the full calendar year of me saying the exact same thing before I finally pulled the trigger. <laughs> and like, I, um, one of the things that led to me getting a uh, chance for survival started was that I finally came up with an idea I really, really like for uh, a second volume of Heroes of Homeroom C. Right. And I contacted Carlos Granda, my artist for that book, and I said, hey, I've got an idea. What are you doing? And it's, you know, the same thing that happened five years ago when we did the first volume. Um, it was when things fell apart with Action Lab. and um in in a rare uh in a rare day of uh let's not wallow let's get something done 
I called Carlos. I call like on the phone, called Carlos Jesus in Christ. Columbia. You were serious. Yes, I was very serious. I was listen to me, I'm serial. <laughs> I, I was very serious. I called Carlos and I said, I know you're working on something. What is it you're working on? And can we make Heroes of a Homeroom C the next thing in line? And he said, yeah, he told me what he was working on. He said, yes. And I, I was set and determined. This, we're getting this fucking done. And um, so sometimes I just have to have that day where it's like, okay, get your head out of your ass and get stuff done. Right. But, you know, there's sometimes a hundred days before that where I just... I just sit and spin. It's like, I've got, I've got this that I could do. I've got that that I could do. I've got the other that I could do. And none of it gets done. Right. You know, cause, cause there's so much on the internet. That's fun to look at. Shiny. <laughs> it's not even all porn. So not a lot to be inspired by these days too. Right. So I, I'm like a, I'm like a submarine every once in a while I surface and do something good and then well either way we can now have a conversation where i can say congratulations because your kickstarter has been officially funded and this yeah. new comic book is on its way so talk about it a little um chance for survival a uh female sheriff named chance beckett protecting a small settlement of survivors after a worldwide monster apocalypse so uh, action and adventure and intrigue and violence and drama and just a little bit of sex. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. yeah, that went well, that Kickstarter. It was very steady. Oh. I was watching it the whole way through and it was. Very oh, I'll tell you, man, it was a lot of fucking work. Um, so there are. I'm just rubbing my eyes. <laughs> it's one of those as well as, oh my God, I'm alive and awake moments. <laughs> um, there are a pretty steady, gigantic number of comic book Kickstarters floating around these days. Oh, uh, are you kidding? Everyone. Like if I look right now, I would say, I'm going to take a guess. I swear to God, this is a guess. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 223. Let's take a look. <laughs> a random uh, guess. Yeah, it's just a random guess. I'm oh, going okay. higher. I'm going to say like 412. Oh, that's way too high. Okay, live projects in comic books. We're both wrong. Oh, Price is Right rules. We're both out of this competition. Right now, 195. Is that all? Yeah, well, I'm uh, Thanksgiving. Does that Christmas. include graphic novels? Um, this is in the entire, this is in the entire comic book section, but all, graphic novels, all of are they in the comic book section or do graphic uh, anthology, novels have their own section? Anthologies, comic books, events, graphic novels, and web comics. Anything that's been labeled as comics, 195. And that's all of Kickstarter? There's only 195 on all of Kickstarter? 195 comic projects in all of Kickstarter. That does seem so low. Well, yeah. doesn't it? Well, no, you know what? I mean, think about the time of year. It's be, we're, we're in between American Thanksgiving and Christmas. So who wants to, like, I was determined that my, my campaign would be done before Thanksgiving. And then I had to delay the start of it a week. So 
the end of it was the Wednesday, like Thanksgiving Eve. Right. I ended at 11 p.m. Uh, on the Wednesday night, and the next day was American Thanksgiving. So, I mean, like, uh, depending on what you're doing, do you really want to be competing with, of course, yeah. Black Friday shopping or Christmas Dude, travel? Timing or is that important. Kind of stuff? Yeah. So, I remember once it might have been Stan Kanopka and I were having a discussion about how it'd be cool if there was some sort of resource where people could go to see uh, more of like upcoming Kickstarters, like things that people haven't launched yet that plan to do it at certain times, like some sort of hub where well, people you, could you try can. to like avoid each other or, or time yeah. shit kind of thing, you know? If you you can see on Kickstarter. If you, uh, you know, if you go to like discover comics, right. If you go to slow, look through comics, there's, there's a little, uh, a little link at the top of that page that says more filters. And on that menu that pops up, you can make choices like, um, there's, there's, there's one drop down menu that you can choose between live projects successful projects upcoming projects yeah but then but But it doesn't tell you when they're going to launch because remember um you launch at the push of a button right right like i have to um i have to physically click launch before it launches it won't you can't set that on a timer yeah right so, so they have no way of knowing. But I, sure. I also know how many, like, maybe it's because I have a certain, you know, ear to the ground and being in the community, but like, I will often know of upcoming Kickstarters that people have just been verbally talking about doing yeah. like six months in advance, you know, yeah. like, like even like the Cauldron Boys, Cauldron Boys know that they've got like seasonal shit going on. Right. So they know that like six months in advance, they're going to do one. But, you know, they don't know exactly when it's going to come out. But, you know, yeah, nice if they like I, I already I are <laughs> here, here's something. I've already started building the page on Kickstarter for my next campaign. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's not going to happen until that's not going to happen until February. I just haven't decided what day. So when do I get my pickup in Toronto copy? Um. It'll probably be in January. When can I pick it up? I'll be there Tuesday and shit. <laughs> um, yeah, sometime in January, I'm going to. Uh, I should have everything. I want to. I want to make sure that I've filled all of that stuff uh, before I start the uh, before I start the new Kickstarter. It's very exciting. I'm very happy for you, my friend. Yeah. More comic books. More, more, more. Um, something uh, wonderful happened with my son in the past like two weeks. Okay. He's made a drastic switch. Well, not a switch, but he bought a bunch of comic books. He's been buying manga forever now. He buys a lot of anime books all the time. Like we're at yeah. Indigo like every fucking week. That kid, man, all my kid, there's two places my kid wants to go. Michael's and Indigo. Those are the only two stores that are necessary to him. And occasionally yeah. EB games. Um, but that's usually for pops. Um, so he bought some comic books. He went to the mall with his mother 
and chose some comic books on his own and decided to buy them. He bought the Batman yeah. Who Laughs. He bought Batman Year One. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he bought excellent choice. Venom. Uh, he's all about Venom, but it seems I think Venom's hot with the kids right now. It seems. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was like, okay, and he's he's starting to turn that corner. He's all look. He was looking on my shelf at all my graphic novels and stuff, and I was like, mm-hmm. this is exciting because he's never cared about comics in any way. So it's been pure anime. Batman Year One. I was actually thinking earlier this week. I was gonna post. I was gonna post a little quiz uh, or a, a poll on uh, probably on Instagram and say if you were giving somebody uh, a comic book to read for the first time to try and get them in the comics, what would you give them? And my answer is Batman Year One, because most everybody is going to know Batman. You know, like, I mean, it's, it, yeah. it's, in, our, it's in the collective conscience. Um, but let's have them, let's have Batman defined for them in a new way. And year one is, um, year one is, is probably my hands down favorite Batman story. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's probably my favorite too, really, overall. But there's so many too. You start thinking about them. It's so hard, like in a people always comparing things and stuff in in, in genres, but it's like so much has been created and mm. you know, remember I was saying on that last episode, one thing I was saying was uh I got off social media for a while, and one thing that really helped in enjoying things again the things that I love to consume was not getting online and hearing people bitch about why they hated it or what they didn't like for the next couple of days. <laughs> like I was able to watch a movie, watch a show, enjoy the show, get out of it. What I loved spend the few next few days. Like I used to, as a kid, um, you know, just thinking about that thing that I had watched and the parts that I loved. Yeah. And it was really magical. And it was very clear instantaneously what the reason was. And because, you know, I got back on social media and like, you know, an hour later, I see people just trashing shit that I was like, oh, I thought that was cool. And it's like, you know what? I'm really, it's really given me a a perspective of, you know, non judgment. I'm trying to keep consciously on the tip of my brain. You know what I mean? Like really like, cause you know, us, you like it's different if it's you and I on a podcast bitching about something, that's just two friends having a good old nerd off or whatever. Mm. But you know, I'm really going to start to try to be more conscious about, you know, letting people just love what they love. Cause man, can other people bring shit down for you? You know? Sure. And as I've been saying for the last couple of years, I I am trying to let people love what they love more, mm-hmm. more and more, except for Snowpiercer. <laughs> Snowpiercer is straight up garbage, man. If you can learn to let me love Voyager, anything's possible. Listen, I've let George Zotti love Voyager for decades. Yeah, George. Like, I mean, I haven't really... I haven't really let him. I I constantly tell him he's wrong. Well, we've got 45 minutes just in talking shit. And uh, I thought we were going to talk about some nerd stuff. I don't know if there's any point to it at this point. Uh, Let's run through some nerd stuff real. uh, As soon as I say, let's run through some nerd stuff real quick. I know we're tacking an extra 45 minutes on. 
Um, <laughs> let's try and do this quick. Yeah. Uh, did you see Hawkeye episode three? Yes. Which again, I loved. Uh, go back to the Handsome Genius podcast, kids. Last week's episode, or what was it you said last Friday? Uh, uh, you'll see it on there. My name's on there. It was and Monday, last Monday. Last Monday. Go check it out. Anthony and I went to deep dive on the first two episodes of Hawkeye, and it's one of those things that he and I both absolutely seem to adore. So yeah, uh, but yeah, it kept it up. Absolutely, just kept the string going, man. Just loved it just as much as I did the first two. So you know, fantastic was... action sequences. Yep, and um, um, more than ever, we're we're getting Kingpin. Oh yeah, they can't. People are actually debating this. It seems irrefutable yeah. to me, doesn't it? Like it even sounded Listen, like Dinoff. People are people are debating it because everybody thought we were getting uh, Mephisto. <laughs> so so they so they all think now that you know we can't have nice things. We're definitely getting Kingpin. Now, like I say, maybe we're not getting, maybe we don't get Kingpin until a post-credit sequence of the last episode. Maybe we don't get him on screen at all. Not until in this home, series. Not until No Way Home. But I think I think it makes sense for him to turn up in maybe the last episode and maybe have that moment where where he and oh here oh i'm i'm coming oh, up with oh, spot. Oh, here we go it's bubbling i say we get them i say we get clint and fisk eye to eye at the uh at the end of the sixth episode or whatever i think it's six episodes uh at the end of the last episode where uh, where Clint, where, where Fisk tells Clint, you shut up about what I'm doing and I'll shut up about the fact that you were Ronin. Ooh. And they just have to walk away from each other. And maybe, uh, and maybe one of them says Merry Christmas to the other. <laughs> uh, I had also considered, uh, we, we don't see him. Um, so I was thinking of the possibility that Echo gets fucked up at the end, uh-huh. right? She gets fucked up and whatever the big final fight's going to be. And she's in like a bad way. And we see Kingpin just pissed. Yeah. Like, like just pissed and wants revenge. Thought that could happen. Or I thought maybe we don't see him and it's just a tease for, for No Way Home. And then he actually shows up in No Way Home. So, because I'm wondering what they're doing as far as do we have to consider this? Do we have to consider the multiverse in Kingpin or the shows? Because I heard a lot about how it got to a point where the Netflix shows weren't considered canon anymore. But right. I don't remember ever hearing that officially announced from Marvel. Uh, I do. Yeah, they officially said none of them are. In I think the they. I think they. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I'm pretty sure that they have said that they are not in the MCU. But think about it this way. It's we, we have a multiverse now. Right. So yeah, they're going to canonize them as part of the multiverse. Right. Right. It just might not be the MCU's earth. So now Feige can go back and 
and cherry pick the actors and the stories from uh, from those oh, the yeah, Netflix series yeah. and say, yeah, that happened on our Earth too, right? Weaving so you're gonna get Dinoff. You can get Dinofrio as kingpin on this Earth, and and just start over with him. Basically. Yeah, just you know, almost uh, give him a slightly different backstory. Rolling. So yeah. that way, that way, hey, we might end up with a non-suckfest Iron Fist someday. <laughs> <laughs> that could be... I don't think they'll ever use him again. There's no need to. Shang-Chi's big enough now that they don't need Iron Fist. I think Iron Fist may become a forgotten character. Well, or uh, if they change him and make him Asian. Yeah, they might. I, uh, I can't see them doing it. I can't see how they could get away with it. I don't know. There's, there was so much uproar and it was. Oh, just, I can see. I can see right now how you do it. Yeah. The sister is taking over the 10 rings. If, if Shang-Chi finds out that his sister is taking over the 10, has taken over the 10 rings instead of dismantling it. And he goes, he has to, he feels he has to go and stop her. But on the way, He's met with, met by Iron Fist, who's trying to kill her. Ah, right. What if she makes a play for Kun Lun? But you Kun think Lun, they, whatever. you think they cast another white guy as him? Mm. Strangely enough, because of Shang Chi, I would cast a white guy. Uh, I as, would as too. Iron. I'm not. I would not cast a white guy as Iron Fist. Because that gives Shang Chi something to something to play off of. They got right? yeah, they got to stick to why, things to a certain you, point, right? Why why are you here, Kung Fu White Boy? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Because <laughs> we, I mean, just, I think just for that friction, I feel like there's a lot of multiversal stuff coming up just to set stuff in place. Because I mean, they yeah. can't be just doing the multiverse for the whole rest of the few next phases, right? Because we're about to have Far From Home, which is going to be nuts or No Way Home. Mm-hmm. And that's going to go right into Multiverse of Madness. And then I we've th- also got Quantum Mania coming up. I think we're going to end up with, uh, I think we're going to end up with a third Earth. You got the MCU Earth. You've got the Sony Earth, the Venomverse, right? Well, Sony came into the MCU, though, right? No, 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 no. Venom's Earth is still its own Earth. But Venom has crossed at the end of the second movie. He crosses over. Yeah, but I'm saying, what's the point of going back to that other Earth? There's nothing happening there. What do you mean? What's the point of going back? You go back there and you tell your own story. He's got to. You're going to continue telling stories, right? Yeah, well, they just They're announced gonna though that Tom Holland's Morbius, another three that movies, right? Like I don't. Yeah, I but guess. but we don't know how No Way Home is going to end. Is Tom Holland going to end up in that on that Sony planet? Right. Is he going to end up on? Uh, coming back to the MCU, or could he even end up on a third planet? Nah, he'll stay on a third in the Earth. MCU if Marvel has their way. Hey, yeah. uh, listen, uh, realistically, there's already three worlds we're dealing with because you've got 
Miles Morales, uh, uh, his Into the Spider-Verse Earth. Maybe that's the we're next trilogy. We're, right? already seeing, we're already seeing multiple Earths in the multiverse. Hey, you know what would be cool? If they do the Spider-Verse in the future, but because they've got, they just announced they're going to do three more MCU movies with Tom Holland at least, right? Maybe mm-hmm. that trilogy can be used where maybe he gets sucked into Tom Holland himself has to go to another universe to help out Miles. And then, you know, there's the Miles world where he comes back or something, but or I can't or, see them doing another three Spider-Man movie without touching on Miles Morales at this point in some way. No, but, right? but hold on. Hold on. Here's my thought. What if he ends up on another Earth where there's mutants? Oh, that's what I'm that's gotta happen. Yeah. So But I, I don't am, I don't think uh, no, I think they're good because that they're gonna make it in the main MCU or universe because Marvel flat out owns them now. They're not mm-hmm. gonna let a Fox verse stand. In fact, I just read, and I don't know how true it is, but apparently Patrick Stewart claimed that they asked him to come back and he turned it down. Okay. So I don't know if that's deflecting, if that actually happened or whatever, but I read that and I was like, interesting, because Mm. that would be, that's huge if it's true, that they've actually already asked him to do it. That's now, you know, fucking, there's absolutely no way of telling what they're going to do. They can bring back anybody at this point. Yeah. So I found that interesting because I really don't think Hugh Jackman would do it again. Or do you think he would ever do it again? Do you think he'd be like, hey, this is just too much fucking money. Let's do it. Hey, buddy, why don't you ask, uh, why don't you ask Daniel Craig how much money it takes you to uh, right. to reverse a never again? Yeah, this is true. I mean, there's a whole James Bond movie called Never Say Never Again. <laughs> All right. And that was the one not made by the Broccoli. Not made by the Broccoli. Yeah. Alternate universe, the James Bond multiverse. <laughs> I always liked the idea of. Uh, uh, I'm sure you've heard this theory that they should have made a movie where James Bond was just like a code name, right? Yeah, I, I, I buddy, I, I. Was this you? You had this theory. This was me. Yeah, where right. it was a code name, and they there was a point years ago where they could literally have gotten at the time Everybody. all five, all five living, Bonds, all five yeah. James Bonds together. And my idea was that it was going to end up being uh, you you would get to see James Bonds getting killed off, and in the end, it would be uh, Sean Connery, and I guess at the time it was Pierce Brosnan when I came up with this idea at first you would they would be the two at the end and sean connery would sean connery's bond would valiantly give up his life and pierce brosnan i don't remember that being the theory i remember the theory i wanted i i was gonna go i um that they turned so all the old james bonds got together for whatever reason yeah and we're going against the government and the current James Bond, Daniel Craig, had to stop the old James Bonds. Oh, OK. I remember That's- hearing or seeing that theory a few times and being like, that would have been a cool fucking idea. Well, you know, George Lazenby, many, many, many George cool- Lazenby could have ended up being the, the bad Bond. Right. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see where they go now. Yeah. Oh, well. 
I don't care though. Is that bad? I'm kind of almost over Bond. And I really, I really enjoyed the last Bond movie, but the end yeah. I thought was, I don't know. I, I just, I don't think that happens. You ever watch F is for Family? Yeah, I, I shotgunned the whole season, the whole final season last weekend. I just finished episode uh, four. I think yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, four. It's the funniest shit in the world. Yep. I laugh my ass off out loud and hysterically and uproariously every time I've ever watched that show. I'm liking this season better than the second season. First season was the best. It was the funniest. Second season was all right, but this season's more like the first again and just funny as shit. Yeah, and I'm 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 glad that they told them in advance this was the last season they were going to pick up. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, could, yeah. It's uh, yeah. holy shoot! What? Uh, uh, you're on Facebook? Like not currently. No, why? Okay, I'm going to. Uh, I can on. be. Why? Don't pick up my phone. Now I'm on Facebook. What am I doing on Facebook? Old school uh, McDonald's. I remember those containers. Hold on. I'm going to send you a link. Linkity, link, link, linkity, link, link. Linky, linky, poo. What am I looking at? What am I looking Oh. Yeah. Are we doing this live right here? Yeah. yeah. All right, here we go. Three, two, oh. One, go. Okay, Miles. Why is shit floating around? <laughs> Turn it down. I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble playing it. Oh, okay, all right. I turned it down. Oh, look! Nice use of hexagons. She's back. That was a controlled drop. Can she now control the multiverse? Is this the room you grew up in? Just, I like that he's hiding things from her. There you go. Right? No, of course. Hey, are you guys fine? What? No, no, this is. They look a lot Spendy. older, eh? Yeah. Like a lot older. So what are you doing here? Like like four or five years older, no? Like, I, I, I'm I'm guessing growth spurred at that. How old were they in the first one? I think they were I think they were 15. So I'm guessing this is just 16. Ha <laughs> ha. I mean I Oh yeah, he looks way older and taller and stuff. Looks more like a Spider-Man. I oh, totally did that they're using the hexagons. Look at this. Oh, this is beautiful. Yeah, man. There was nothing like that in the is that 2099? There he is. Yeah. Why is he fighting him and shit? Oh, what are they calling this one? 
Just Spider-Verse? Oh, this is across the Spider-Verse. Across the Spider-Verse. So he gets to go flying around at this time. Yeah. Part part one, it says. So is this going to be a two-part movie? I think so. And Which would be amazing. October? <laughs> oh, that's what, painful. Next October? Like a year next away? Next o- October 7th, 2022. Oh, man. We got a lot of stuff coming up quick, though, that's going to hold us over. That Seven we don't realize, months. You know? No, 10 months. Like Spider-Man even qu- like snuck up quick. And you know what I was really surprised as soon as Matrix. Uh, Matrix is, Ma- is in like two weeks, man. <laughs> like, yeah. That's crazy. I oh, thought it yeah, was Matrix like six like- months out till we got a Matrix movie, you know, and all of a sudden, yeah. oh shit, damn, it's here. Yeah. And I forgot Carrie Ann Moss was Canadian. Was playing Trinity again. Yeah, the two of them. Have you seen that that ad about I've seen the trailer? Yeah, well the premiere is in Toronto or the- oh, is it? Yeah, and and they're like they got a video going around on the internet right now, the two of them. They're like, hello, fellow Canadians, we're coming back home to Toronto. <laughs> and uh well, you know, it sounds like interesting fun. I'm really excited about that fucking Matrix shit, man. I really think that's going to be cool. I still have to get my ass over to see Afterlife. There's lots of stuff to enjoy. Lots of stuff to do. I finally just finished also He-Man Revelations uh, Part 2. Uh, I haven't watched the second part yet. Which overall um, I did enjoy. Um, you know, I got more quandaries here and there. Um, I would like to see more for certain reasons. Um, not that it was bad, but uh, I would definitely like to see more with maybe a little bit more He-Man in it, being He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. But uh, I don't want that to I don't want that to sound like I'm complaining about what went down at all because it's an awesome story all the way through, and there's lots of cool shit in there. So uh, yeah, anything else? I don't know. I think uh, I think you've enjoyed most things. I think we'll have to start something yeah. new because yeah, F is for family is over. He Man is over. I'm in well, the middle of we'll Titans. To, uh... You ever watch Titans? No, I told you. I tried to watch the first. I tried to watch the pilot. Said fuck no about five minutes in. Well, they're doing the Red Hood right now. The Red Hood storyline. Mm. Jason Todd comes back. It's that's mm. fun. And now Star yeah. Trek. We'll have to talk some Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, I was going to say we have to yeah. we have to have a, a, a Discovery episode. Because last episode was very uh, uh, debate. Oh, I have to, I have to um, check out uh, episode four. I haven't watched episode four. Oh, you haven't? Okay, I'm not going to... Three or four, whatever this week's episode is. Which was three? Oh, my God. I'm no, I guess that would be... I guess yeah. this week's would be three. I think... I, yeah, I've watched at least three, like, three... But anyways, um, yeah, there's... Uh, there's the, la- the last episode is uh, lots of stuff that can be debated about socially okay. and structurally and stuff, so it's a really interesting one. So we'll... We'll, we'll gear that up for next time, kids. Um, <laughs> sorry, most of this episode came off, um, you know, last episode and talking about what went down then. But this is exactly what I want. This is what I like. This was naturally flowing. It's just what we talked about. Hopefully yeah. you'd enjoyed it. If you didn't, I'm sorry. Um, you know, we, we did our best to just enjoy our conversation. And I, for one, enjoyed it. How about you, Anthony? I, I did. Excellent. 
excellent. Anthony's going to be around a lot, kids, because Anthony's fun to talk to. Yeah, get um, used to it, assholes. <laughs> but we got a few <laughs> other friends. Just trying to endear myself. We need to endear to yourself to my crowd, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and most of my crowd knows you personally, probably. So yeah. uh, they appreciate it. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but I got some other friends that I plan to have pop by soon, too. We definitely miss the El Hawkes. Um, we got to get the El Hawkes around here soon and a few other folks. So uh, we're going to do that up. Um, and as much as I made it confusing and awkward in the beginning of the show by saying words that I don't usually say, kids, I'm going to end it as I usually do because I've always enjoyed the way that I end it. So that is all we're going to have this week on an Elio Weapon. Take it easy.